1: Welcome to the Real Estate Hackers Show, where we talk to actual investors who use systems and tech to scale out their business and where they see this all going in the future. Before we get to this week's guest, a few words from our partners and friends of the show. Welcome to the Real Estate Hackers Show, where we talk to actual investors who use systems and tech to scale out their business and where they see this all going in the future. Before we get to this week's guest, a few words from our partners and friends of the show. This show is brought to you by Red Rabbit Insurance. As a real estate investor, I love working with companies and people who truly understand investing. If you're a real estate investor, I highly suggest talking to Ryan at Red Rabbit Insurance. Red Rabbit specializes in working with investors of all sizes, both for their personal residence, auto, and investment properties. Red Rabbit recently saved one of our investors $5,000 a year by switching to the exact same coverage. That's a down payment on a new rental. I personally saved 15% by switching to Red Rabbit, which is pretty significant. And Red Rabbit Insurance makes it super easy to get a quote. All you need is the address, your full name, and your date of birth. No annoying questionnaires to fill out, and Red Rabbit gets you a quote in less than a day. Email ryan at redrabbitinsurance.com or go to the website redrabbitinsurance.com or call 1-800-560-3015. That's redrabbitinsurance.com. Call today to save some money and get better insurance rates for your investments. Welcome to another edition of the Real Estate Hackers Podcast. I'm pumped uh it's always exciting to have a friend in the studio, and uh, this is a great one—a really interesting story covering all sorts of kind of the cash flow quadrant, and uh, tons of different stuff you guys are gonna learn about. So, Mike Pralante in the house with us today. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you. I am more than happy to be here. I feel honored, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to chill out with you, dude.
1: Yeah, no, this is fun. So. So Mike is interesting, and we're going to get kind of get, first of all, kind of get into his his background. He started in orthodontic sales. Is that right?
0: That is it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, which I, I bet most listeners, they probably had braces at some point in their life, but that's about all they know about orthodontics. Yeah. <laughs> that is
0: not like the best memory that kids have. Right. Like...
1: Right. So when you were like five, like, what are you going to do someday? Orthodontic sales. Yeah. Is that the...
0: <laughs> you know, and I got out of... When I, I had very little direction in college, I got a marketing degree. I was very good at presentations. And the sexy thing uh, back then was pharmaceutical sales. Okay. So I started just, inter- I was like, ah, I'll do sales. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll be good at that, yeah, right? Yeah. And I started interviewing at Pfizer and big companies. And then eventually I, I, I happened to, to land the job within this field. And I only left for one year and sold bladder ultrasounds, which is still another form of medical sales. But I've been in the orthodontic device sales arena for now 18 years.
1: I will tell you, this guy, you don't see him right now. He's got a good looking smile. So he's doing something right there. Were you born with that?
0: No, in fact, fact, I I had braces as a kid. And my teeth were actually not, I had a crossbite. and I, and when I was in, orth, when I first started out in the outside orthodontic sales, I remember in orth, so many would be like, dude, how are you going to come in here and try to sell me stuff <laughs> when your teeth are all jacked oh, up? Um, and I wound up having uh, a Invisalign, Invisalign okay. as a, a, a 30-year-old. Oh, man. You are a case study for it. They should definitely take some pictures. You got a good
1: smile. Uh, okay. Oh, thanks, so, buddy. Yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So. So you're in orthodox sales, uh, and and I kind of for your list, for the listeners out there, um, anyone who's uh, kind of familiar with the cash flow quadrant, which a lot of people have probably read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I'm gonna in this conversation kind of use the cash flow quadrant because I think it, it anchors the conversation really well. So you started out as an employee, right? A, a by the way, a high earning employee, and then along the way you founded some uh, like a new product mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Uh, t- tell us about that product. What, what
0: is it? Yeah. That? Yeah. It's called Capsule. And actually it happened because I was in Invisalign. And if you wear Invisalign, you have to have that in for 20, 22 hours a day. Okay. Right. But you also have to eat. <laughs> that is, that's a key component <laughs> yeah. of life. You want to live, right? Yeah. I want to live. Right. You have to eat. You got to drink. Right. So if you take it out and you eat, then you also have to brush your teeth. Uh, or it's just nasty. Okay. So it's very easy to do if you're at home and you want to take out your aligners and put them in a retainer case, Yeah. eat your food and then go brush your teeth. Well, guess what? It's not that easy if you are in business and you're traveling on planes and you're running into Starbucks. Um, and the alternative is just putting it in or washing your mouth out and we're not wearing them and waiting till you get home. Yeah. So what, what I created was a very sleek, slim, antimicrobial case that holds both your aligners and a travel toothbrush and toothpaste so that it's dishwasher safe, but you can slip into your pocket like a cell phone and you don't have to carry around a toothbrush, a toothpaste and a Ziploc bag and a reta- big, bulky retainer case. It's really small and sleek. Cool. And it's uh, it's kind of like a purpose product.
1: Right. So, yeah. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you, you made this, and did you start selling it direct
0: to yeah. consumers? No, no, uh, we didn't start doing that until le- this year. Okay, uh, so you were selling it, you were licensing, it, is that right? Yeah, so I had the idea. I found, th- without going through the whole steps of getting a product made, you know, th- I, I found it. F- it's on another podcast, that probably. Patent attorneys like. and industrial uh, designers Got the thing made. Found the factory in China to make it. Uh, used a contract manufacturer in Buffalo, to New York. Had That's to awesome. commit to thirty thousand units. By the and- way, I'm just going to pause you. This is the self-employed <laughs> portion of our journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but first, what I did was I I was able to at least know the if there was a you know a concept there by asking the orthodontist, would you sell this? They said and, yes, and they said that makes a lot of sense. You know, if we can get our names imprinted on it. So I just, I licensed it to the company that I was working as the, exec, the executive vice president. They allowed me to make it. They allowed me to own the property. They allowed me to do it. I had to put the money up, but then they licensed it and gave me a royalty. And we were selling it direct to dent orthodontists, and they would they would brand it under their you know their particular name. That's awesome. So so you went there,
1: and then just kind of working our way through the. My cash flow quadrant here I've made to kind of get my, my head around what the heck you do. Mm-hmm. So then you, in just the last couple of years, you actually started a a business basically going direct to consumer.
0: Isn't yeah, that- actually just this year, okay. Uh, in okay. 2019, Okay, uh, created a company, uh, Capsule Products. And the idea is to sell it directly to uh, people that are in Invisalign. So using... Um, Facebook, uh, Facebook, and Google Ads, and all the marketing metrics that you can possibly track to yeah. get in front of people that may be an in Invisalign, oh, right? A, a pretty, sub sub niche yeah, what, market. Five like
1: percent of the country.
0: Yeah, right? but there's, you know, but but sometimes that's those are advantages. No, yeah, no, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah Not necessarily course. when it comes to you know Facebook ad spend, but right. uh we're figuring that part out. Um, but we 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 launched it in May. Um, and and we're you're sh-
1: not, I mean, I, the reason I call this business owner is you're not like day to day. You're not the one running the ad. I mean, this is kind of a separate thing, right? It's exactly. In Florida, I think you told
0: me. And- yeah. I knew a great digital marketer that had a track record of, I think it was ankle, like braces, like, like or some sort of like ankle wrap, right? And he showed me what he did and he had an orthodontic background because he did f- marketing ads for, uh, f- for orthodontists. So I asked them if he wanted to collaborate and run this thing. Um, And that's the team is in Pensacola. They do all of the ads on Instagram and Facebook and Google. Um, They also we just got it up on Amazon. And our goal is to create this capsule brand and sell and create a couple more products to add to the capsule line. Off
1: to a good start so
0: far? Off to a pretty good start. I mean, our cost per acquisition is way too high. But that's like that's like the world that we're in right now. So we're trying to figure out right now. We're using influencers to see if we can build. Yeah, we're selling them.
1: Di- I've done enough in digital advertising to know that. Uh, look, what your effective CPA is today is yeah. not what's going to be hopefully in six to months to a year. I hope say, not. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got some work to do. Optimize that. Uh, okay, so that's cool. And then uh, just like the 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 bottom right quadrant, the investor quadrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think I did this right in my my geography of the cash flow quadrant. It's been a while since I read the the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, so investor within that, there's actually two different types of investing
0: you do, both mm-hmm.
1: passive and and active investing.
0: Correct. Yep. So I have a partner, and we both have uh, a portfolio of. Uh, we sold a couple, but my my partner's name is Dom Marzano. He's incredible, and uh, for the last eleven years, we have uh, acquired. You know, single family and small multifamily units within the area, very, very good cash flow producing properties. I mean, I that think I've simple. even heard you say before, there's a lot of money to be made. Single in family homes. homes. Yeah. yeah. We, our biggest returns have been on properties that we have bought and managed correctly. Me too. Yeah. And yeah. It's- and people,
1: everyone wants to, you know, take over the world and multifamily complexes and this and that and 50 units and that, blah, blah. I mean, man, you can make a lot of money by just getting a nice single-family home. Hopefully, it appreciates in value over time. You know, has some nice cash flow coming in. Um, that's all. Well, this is important, though. Important side question: Does your business partner have a have a killer smile too, like you do?
0: Is that a requirement? I think to his work smile is pretty. Yeah, he's got a pretty good smile. Now okay, think about It's good. It. Yeah, good. He's, it's not a requirement. It's not a requirement. Okay, so no. you're, you're open, but no. it's... It, I'm open it, to like. You know, anybody. Okay. I didn't know Scotland if like your like,
1: brain was going to become only you work with people with good smiles. You, no, okay. that is
0: not the case. I, that, I am not that prejudiced. Okay, all right, um, all right. that's good. Uh, I'm still in the running. I'm still in the running.
1: Um, okay, so on the active side's great. You got, I say like like twenty units or so across New Jersey.
0: We have nine. We have nine properties from anything from six units to single family homes. And then on the
1: passive side, you've now invested in two deals. Two actually friends of mine. Yep. Um, Maybe just quickly tell us about what those deals look like.
0: Yeah. Uh, So Matt Faircloth, who is a a very experienced operator and uh, become a good friend. Uh, We invested in his most recent acquisition, which was a 219-unit apartment complex in Lexington, Kentucky, relatively close to the University of Kentucky. Um, And then our very good friend, Josh McCallan, who is a, a proven Hospitality burr guy uh, and an incredible asset class that I knew nothing about up until recently, but fell like madly in love with the dude and would just invest in it because of him. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's what I'm really focusing in on is developing strong relationships with guys that I girls that I like and and want to do business with so it's more than just a smile
1: you're actually into yes the, 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 you actually want to know what... smile
0: is definitely important but <laughs> it, it, it could also be uh proven success as well that's awesome
1: yeah I mean for those of you I'm sure many of our listeners have heard uh, know of Matt Faircloth know of uh Joshua Callen both um awesome friends of ours awesome people um great track record you're definitely on the right track um so that's awesome uh, on the passive side, less involved, um, uh, but letting those operators kind of do do the hard work. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, so here uh, here's I guess the to me the million dollar question. You've got a lot going on. You're at all sorts of different stages of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, how the heck do you stay organized?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's great. I mean there's a there's like a a, a, a theory out there. I think it's like the unicorn or the donkey. And that, that theory has been used in content marketing. I don't
1: actually know the theory.
0: Yeah. So there's like two different theories. The first one that's not really related to this, the content marketing, it's almost like, I think it's like 98% of the content that you produce doesn't really do that much for you. Uh, those are the donkeys. Uh, And then like the 2% or whatever it is, or like the unicorns, right? Where they just, they they, they harness so much power for whatever your cause is. Well, the same theories are applied to like time management, right? So multitasking versus monotasking, like appearing to have like clear vision and intention or really having clear vision and intention, systems and delegation. Um, versus just like a cluster of of operational stuff. So I was the donkey for the longest time, right? I was just doing way too much. Um, It definitely uh, had an impact on my my family life and I wasn't happy. Uh, So it was very important to me to put systems and delegation in place. And that happens with technology and it happens with just, you know, the simple delegation of passing things on and, having like scalable procedures for people to do for you. Um, so we, we in every area of those quadrants, we use systems and software and technology that allows me to communicate effectively, but also just like stay very organized. Um, from property management software to nobody really pays you know with checks that much anymore. Um, to maintenance requests, uh, to uh, communication through task management software like Trello with all of these groups. Um, Can we
1: just let's just pause on the, on the Trello. Yeah. So um, I haven't actually used Trello. Um, we, we We use a lot of tech in our business, but um, we we don't have anything quite like that today. Uh, for folks who maybe have never used Trello, like myself, or if you have like explain how you use Trello, what it does and kind of how, as I think as you were explaining to me, you're using it in each of these different buckets. Yeah. Like each bucket kind of has its own version of Trello running. Yeah. Is that so,
0: fair? It's absolutely fair. I mean, and and even there's like subgroups within, especially the orthodontic business, where I'm involved with the marketing team, I'm involved with the outside sales team, I'm involved with the leadership team. You know, we have to have a very good record of tasks and who's being responsible for each one of them. So just picture like a, um, just picture like a whiteboard and then categorize like categories of categories of each of the things that need to be done. Well, the way Trello works is they're, they're basically dashboards for every initiative that puts tasks in and you can just assign them to different people. And then once they are, once they are completed or more, discussion, or let's just say once they're completed, they can go into the complete uh, pile Mm -hmm. once, or if more discussions or comments are needed to get something done, you can reply specifically to that task. And the people that are involved can just look and their eyes go right to where that, what that specific task. So it's not like the generic overall initiative. It's like that specific task somebody has questions on. And it does a really good job of segmenting, or I guess like the architecture of it all makes it very, very easy to keep track of. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can even, you know, you can have your alerts on your phone. And it really is, it's really, really powerful.
1: Let let me pause you there. Um, And just So you're in these kind of like four quadrants, different, almost different personas of who you are. Do you have a different, is it a different instance of Trello in each?
0: So Trello is free, actually. Okay. Um, uh, every dashboard. Right. Yeah. So I'll have like different logins. So right. like, different logins. Yeah. Will, my
1: my is, version of content instance. So like you got a login that's for your orthodontic sales. Yes. Right? And then you have a different one that's for your maybe investing.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like Gmail, right? You can log into your yep. uh, Slate House account or you can log into Chad Gallagher. Like my yeah. Gmail, my, right. just my kind of
1: personal And account. then like yeah.
0: that dashboard will populate.
1: Yep, so you do the same thing. So you have different logins for each. Yep. Um, they probably don't they probably don't even talk to each other, right? They're probably just, they're, they're Absolutely. entirely separate.
0: Yeah, and even yeah. people in the organization, if they're not invited to join that particular subcategory of tasks, they're not gonna see that. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Um, Cool. And then, so, and then just so I can kind of visualize how this feels, if I get assigned a task, so let's say you, I don't know, let's say you're walking a property and you're like, I, you know, I need someone to get a new lease signed for Mm -hmm. this tenant. And maybe you assign that to your business partner, for example. Mm -hmm. How does that look to your business partner? How does he receive the task?
0: Yeah. So it'll, it'll show up uh, as a, either depending on how his alerts are. Either show up as a text or an email. Associ- okay. most likely, I think it's an email because that's how your login is. Okay. Um, and he'll see that he there is something new that happened in Trello that is associated with this particular initiative, right? So he's he's not he's going to know specifically what it's about by the the category, and then he can so choose to ignore it or he can so choose to jump right in and take it, and he can tell me, and I don't have to guess if something was completed.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I mean, you're at the point in life where you probably couldn't even imagine living without tech like this. Like, I don't know how you'd possibly stay. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and I still feel like if I had like a good IT interpreter... I would investigate other ones, but I just don't have the bandwidth right now. Yeah. Because I feel like there's always better stuff out there. But I mean, you've got
1: a pretty simple system that works. Um, How do you – so as you go across your day, are you – you're probably logging in and out of different instances, Mm -hmm. checking in on your investment business, checking in on your your business down in Florida that's selling these firsthand – Also, just your employee, right? So they probably got assigned tasks as an employee, like go, hey, go sell this hospital some more orthodontics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or get on a plane and go ride with the sales rep in Kansas City. Oh, man. (laughs) Um,
1: how So how do you... So I, I can see how Trello would help. How do you then... I mean, it must be tricky to... I think I think our listeners are really going to like this. But I think a lot of people actually maybe not to quite your extreme, but a lot of people fit this. I mean, I know I do, right? I mean, I'm an investor, I'm also a business owner, but frankly, there are days and I I'm I'm there are days I'm an employee in the business. Mm-hmm. I'm doing more employee tasks inside, and it's interesting kind of juggling those things. How do you think about on a daily weekly basis kind of prioritizing across the different buckets
0: yeah it's a great question and it's not it's not something that I've mastered but I I mindset is the most important thing to me so uh, and I think it's important because at some I work from home right so I can make my own schedule and I but I also travel quite a bit twice a month uh, but, but I, I, mean, did, I
1: think making your own schedule so I I have found moving in the direction of being able to make my own schedule. It, uh, it's, it can be hard.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: There's some challenges of that because then it's like you wake up and you're like, what am I going to do? It's not like you gotta be somewhere at nine o'clock and it's just, you know, yeah. Punch in, punch out, uh,
0: no, that, you're you're absolutely right. That's actually, if I had to say that there's one thing that could still make me anxious, it is where is time going to be focused today. Yeah. Now, my responsibility throughout the day is to the orthodontic, the orthodontic business, and yeah. and that's and that's fine because I can be pretty efficient, especially with um, the systems that are in place there, the integrative CRM. Um, I I plan, I plan a lot of my appointments, you know. Weeks and months out, so I know exactly where I'm going to be, so that I can piggyback any sort of activities around the, where I'm going to be, mm-hmm. and um, I really get people to commit to certain times to meet. And by doing that, and having that level of organization through um, just constant communication and CRM, I, I'm able to to kind of piece every uh, every other aspect together. Uh, but it's not it's not a it's not a perfect perfect science i mean it's i would say that it is something that you have to work at
1: and then you were telling me another tech that you use which honestly i and this is going to show my lack of knowledge this one so you're saying you use voxer as well which i know i've got a lot of friends that use voxer i've never used it uh can you kind of explain how you use voxer and how that helps in this whole i don't know living the four quadrants and keeping things organized
0: yeah when 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 there's a specific project that's going on that is always going to require some input from me, Voxer is very helpful because um, remember the Nextel, like walkie talkies? Well, one
1: of my, my best friend in college, quick segue, my best friend in college, he had one of those and he, I mean, he thought it was like the best thing known to man. I thought it was like the stupidest thing
0: ever. Yeah, I, I had one too. I and mean, I think I, I there was a period of time where I thought it was cool.
1: He <laughs> would literally just. Hit like up random people like that we weren't even really friends with, yeah. but he like just thought it was really cool to like walkie talkie. I was like, why are you talking to Jess Jeep? We don't even know Jess G. He's like, yeah. well, he's got a Nextel phone.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, f- another funny segue is I was sitting in an orthodontic office and I had Nextel, and one of my buddies, if you don't have that thing on mute, everybody can hear. And I remember one of my buddies like, Hey asshole. (laughs) And I'm sitting there thinking I am the biggest schmuck for not turning this thing off because people are looking at me and then I'm supposed to go talk to this doctor and have him respect me. Um, Anyway, Anyway, so so Voxer does a really good job of just, if there's going to have to like things that move quick, right? So if we're working with like influencers on the capsule project and the, developer or the the designer and the marketing team down in florida it needs to like run a bunch of different things past me and i got to look at it and share my input then voxer is very good because it just trello is something it's like not immediate like you have to get to it but voxer is good because it's like instant and it only includes the people that are working on that thing and we can just tackle out like a lot of the a lot of the 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 workflow really quickly yeah so it's it, it is walkie-talkie but it also allows you to um uh share pictures very easily mm-hmm. and it just includes the peep the parties that are involved with. so it's like are... if
1: you have like a project like we want to get a new magazine ad produced you may create an a a new whatever they call them probably a new case or something
0: inside of Boxer. yeah and that
1: would be for the project of
0: yeah it's a good way of uh, you know magazine ad for yeah example. And then like it's traceable like it's a thread um it's just another way of of compartmentalizing and 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 then do you use that for other projects
1: too or is it just you you just use that i'm actually
0: only using that with the team down in florida okay yeah yeah it's 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 cool one of the cool things that you've probably
1: started to do is take and maybe this is going to start happening more to you take things from one quadrant that work and use them in another quadrant
0: possibly yeah right? yeah I, I think I've even ran this past the the my my partner and but it hasn't been necessary yet I mean there's the other ways of task management so but you're right yeah, I think that it's applicable and then
1: um like see you were telling me you use Sage as a CRM software in kind yeah. of the orthodontics business yep um have you started to think about using like a CRM database for Either investing or even in kind of like your um, capsule business.
0: Well, the 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 team is um, they create sales funnels for okay. for the then they do retargeting and marketing and build lookalike audiences. So they're they're the team in Florida is creating some sort of because um, at this point we know all of our customers who have bought. Yeah, we're able to sell them new products through emails if we would like so to. You probably do
1: have some kind of a CRM.
0: Type. Yeah, it's actually built into, I believe, Shopify. Okay, I, I could be wrong, and I I, I don't know because <laughs> I don't do it. Yeah, it's a cool part of being a business <laughs> owner, right? Uh, somebody
1: asked me today where the microwave. Where it, we actually sitting in our New Jersey office. Somebody said, "Where's the microwave?" And I said, "I have, I have no idea." I said, Isn't <laughs> right. this your office? I said. Yeah, but I don't, I don't buy the microwave. Right. You, go ask the person who bought the microwave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, we could probably we probably have some sort of way of touching our customers, and I know it's probably through the the e-commerce platform, but I have yeah. to ask them.
1: Yeah, but it, it's interesting. I, I know sometimes when I ask business owners some of these questions, they they, they get a little sheepish. I, I I it's actually not a bad thing. Let's get the the best expert who knows you know how to. Make CRM work. Oh yeah! Like let's let them do it, and you can chime in when you need to and know the important things. But there's no reason for you to know exactly what CRM you're using. No,
0: I wouldn't be good at at the one that's like handpicking it, and I just right. I need to know like how to use it if I need to, or I need to know. I just need to know the data that it needs to produce.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay. Talk me through the next. So like you've got here. Talk me through the next like four to five years. Where you know, amongst these four quadrants, do you do you have aspirations of spending more time in one than another? Do you maybe want to close one of those off? Or is it just, hey, I, I want to enjoy life and I'm actually really happy and yeah. let's keep kind of going the direction I'm in?
0: Yeah, I, I ultimately I have specific intentional goals on creating additional cash flow, right? So um that's gonna come through investing in projects that I believe in. Um uh, as well as uh, investing in more property, um, and then selling more products online, and at the same time, I'm still able to you know accomplish a lot in the orthodontic world, and I still have value to add to the company. So uh, it's not as if I'm working ninety hours a week; it's a very reasonable amount, yeah. and uh, there's some flexibility there.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. When I um, I think I got lunch with you a couple couple months ago. And I was actually shocked at how at ease you were. Mm. Uh, you know, you just strike me as every time I see you, you just seem very uh, relaxed and, you know, I mean, I, I, so I'm oftentimes not that way. My phone's ringing, people are yelling at me. I'm flying here, going there. You seem uh, very, despite, I mean, I'm looking at all my notes and you got a lot going on. And uh, how do you, how do you do that? Well, <laughs> I mean,
0: it, there's times where I'm, I'm totally overwhelmed, right? I. don't I, I, I'm comfortable, like, I feel actually it's always good for me to um, talk, right? So if I'm always creating and visit, like, that's why I love going out to lunches with people and learning about their businesses. I love going to meetups and learning from from people there. To me, that's, like, a very worthwhile time to spend. Like, yeah. it's very worthwhile yeah. time spent, um, and it's part of my... It's Part of my routine that makes me feel sort of relaxed. So that's why there's, but there's times where I'm like in my home office, which is also my bedroom, and I'm like staring at the screen and I'm staring at this and I'm staring at that. I'm like, oh shit. All right, what do I, come on, man, get it together. Let's, let's, yeah, it's
1: interesting. I think, um, I was saying the other day, it's like, yeah, you always want to be doing what you're like when you're doing what you're best at. You're usually at your highest energy, mm-hmm. and I find that is when I'm—I'm I'm actually the most relaxed, I'm the most energetic. I'm kind of moving forward when I'm when I'm doing some of these things that are not maybe my strength. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe working through some operational issue we're having and trying to figure out you know how to resolve some problem. Uh, those are the moments where I'm like, Ugh, what you get fatigued. Am I doing? Yeah, like, yeah, you get fatigued. What am I doing? You know, but like this week, I've I've been running all over. Um, you know, I'm in New Jersey, I'm in Pennsylvania, I'm in Maryland, meeting this, we're announcing that, and uh, honestly, I've I've worked a crazy week. But I, I don't really feel like I'm working. I'm right. Actually, having a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess you're probably similar. Is that you? You probably find as long as you're doing what you like, which is for you, it sounds like talking to people, interacting with people. Yeah, things are good. Absolutely. You know, uh, you're probably your craziest is when you're like sitting by yourself in your computer, like, Ugh, what's next?"
0: Truth. <laughs> that's truth.
1: Yeah. It's awesome, man. Um, well, that's great. I uh, I love I love this concept of living across the four quadrants. I think a lot of times people, you know, that are that are believers in the cash flow quadrant believe you have to basically never like move out of being an employee or move out of being self-employed and only into an investor or maybe a... And I think, like, you're kind of saying, I, no, you don't have to at all. You can actually yeah. just prioritize your time well. Use some good tech, some good organizational skills along the way. Good look,
0: partnerships. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good people, good partnerships. Yeah, you know, you're working with, you know, Matt Faircloth. And these are, these are high-quality individuals. Um, I'm sure you're investing in business partners great. Uh, you can actually live across all four of them and, and not have to run from any of those quadrants mm-hmm. and and be able to, by the way, we haven't really talked about your family, but I know that's important to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's everything. You know, <laughs> the, 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 the whole, if I wasn't able to, uh, I, I've actually spent more time with my family over the last six months than I probably ever have, right, and been able to uh, help out and contribute more than I ever have. And probably have more, you know, th- irons in the fire than I ever have as well. So, um, it it really is possible, and you have to have clear intentions and and have very very uh, a very good support system, and um, and mindset is key. I mean, that's most importantly, I think that. Uh, the one thing that I've worked on the most is that mindset, right? That mindset. And I, it's constant, it's a constant work in progress, but being able to compartmentalize as well as focus and have vivid vision of the way I want everything to go. I mean, there's specific goals for a year. There's specific goals for five years. I don't want to be in the same position in five, 10 years. Uh, Maybe five is okay, but maybe not 10, you know, but everything I'm doing will, each year that passes when additional cash flow comes in and properties are paid off. And um, those, those, those revenue streams are, are forever.
1: Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So cool. I look, man, I appreciate taking the time to, to talk to us. Uh, you're a good dude. I'm sure people learned a lot from this. I know I did. And just kind of maybe changing how people think about things, uh, these different quadrants and how you can, you can actually do multiple at once and still keep a sane life and be a great Dad would be a great uh, husband. Um, how, how can people reach out to you if they want to know more yeah. about what you're up to and maybe just spend some more time with you?
0: Awesome. Uh, LinkedIn and Facebook are the best. Okay. Uh, Mega 10 Mindset is a brand we're just creating now. Uh, that uh, Facebook page as well as, it's not a, uh, we'll have a website up shortly, um, but it's gonna be a platform that I'm gonna use to, to share information about stuff I'm working on as well as you know things that I've learned and failed at, as well as habits that are helping me, um, and a great great platform for for anybody that's interested in talking about some of the stuff I'm doing.
1: That's awesome, man. Uh, well, definitely sign me up to be a, a member of Mega 10 Mindset. I love it. By the way, we didn't talk about a lot of fa- failures here. I heard a lot of successes. So if you've got some failures, we we definitely skipped over them. Um, sounds to me like you're doing some really cool stuff. And uh, I love how you're you're open to sharing, you know, what you've done to people who are maybe early in their journey or, or just get, or midway through their journey, and you can kind of learn some stuff and take some some really good lessons here from you. So I think that's really cool.
0: Awesome, I I uh, feel honored to be on this, and I appreciate the time. Yeah, I, man, I had a really blast. Cool.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Cool. All uh, right, well, uh, next week we'll be back with another episode, of Real Estate Hackers podcast, trying to just teach people cool stuff, tricks, hacks in the. Uh, real estate investing space. Thanks, man. So that's our episode of Real Estate Hackers. Thanks for joining us in your real estate investing journey. We come out with fresh new episodes weekly. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, let your fellow investors know about us. Also, if you've ever hacked or found a unique solution to an issue in the real estate space, hit me up. We may even share your real estate hack on a future episode. Check out our site at realestatehackers.com, on Instagram, at realestatehackers, or email me directly at chad at realestatehackers.com. Real Estate Hackers is an On Air Brands production. Huge thanks and shout out to Eric and the team at On Air Brands. Be sure to check them out at onairbrands.com. This is Chad Gallagher, your host of Real Estate Hackers. Hope to see you at our next meetup or live event. And who knows, you may even be the next guest hacker on our show. See you soon!